0: Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I am your host Brandon Schultz. I've got two guests joining me today as I have Clinton Bonner and Adam Emmert coming on the show to talk about the Seahawks losing defensive coordinator Ken Norton Jr. fired by head coach Pete Carroll. So, now the search begins for his replacement.
1: You said losing, you know, like we like we like we lost him like it's a puppy or something like that, right? So, uh and you know, I feel man to man, you know, Ken Norton Jr good luck and all that and it's almost like a unremarkable four years right so it's like overall i'm just kind of excited it's like who who knows who knows where this will go next so you wanted to come on and chat about it i said sure let's let's talk some seahawks man i can't get enough of this stuff
0: (laughs) well we all got the news late monday night bob condota of the seattle times breaking the story i know as seahawks fans we all hope this is going to be a move for the better Yes, the defense was good this year, keeping points off the board, but they were among the worst, maybe even the worst in turnovers for a Pete Carroll coach team that is all about the football. And probably the most frustrating thing is that they allowed teams to stay on the field, sustaining long drives, and that kept the Seahawks offense off the field. So it's going to be a move for the better and well... I expect it will be depending on who they hire. And it sounds like there's several candidates out there. I know one of the guys that we talked about as a potential candidate was Vic Fangio, who was the Broncos head coach. And it doesn't sound like he's on the list quite yet to be interviewed, but one of the guys who is, is his defensive coordinator, Ed Donatel. And that's interesting to me because, you know, again, it's it's somebody from that Broncos or well from the Vic Fangio Tree. The other guy that's being mentioned is Clint Hurt, who has been coaching on the defensive line. And so it turns out he's also part of that Fangio tree. They were all Donatel, Fangio, and Clint Hurt were all together in Chicago uh, at the start of 2015. And are you intrigued by any of these guys? Are you just kind of waiting to see, you know, who are they going to get so we can move forward and, and with all this?
1: Well, there's a couple of things on my brain here, Brandon. And number one, you know, Clint's a pretty good name. (laughs) So there, there's that. So like that, 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 you know, that, that's pretty decent that, uh, he's, he's in the running anyway. Um, most Clint's I've meant to have been a-okay and I've not met that many. Um, and I like myself, you know, well enough most times. So that's good. And the other guy, Donatello kind of reminds me of Donatello, which is also nice because, Hey, you know, I'm a child of the eighties and nineties. So, so that's good. Um, but I, I don't know them well enough. You know, I dialed up, I dealt a Broncos fan of mine a couple of weeks ago, actually. Well, whatever it was when Fangio got uh, got cut, like whatever, eight days ago or something. I was like, dude, like that guy's a good coach. What are you doing? And he waxed poetic about like how much he liked Fangio, uh, and wishes that he was staying. You know, which just hey, it's the qu- it's the quarterback stupid type conversation. Um, so I immediately hit, hit him back hit him back up as well. His name's Chris. Good dude, good pitcher, by the way. And I hit his, I hit him back up. I said, "How about the, how about Donatel? And he's like, "Listen, just basically, he's like, he's like everything with that he's ever done has just been like prepared, solid. Like it was just, it wasn't like some amazing, you know, overly gushing review, but it was simply like always prepared, always had us in games, always seemed to scheme well. I don't know, like if if that's it, then I'm good. I'm good, you know, because we 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 went through." We went through a lot, Brandon. Of like, especially these like last year and a half of just feeling feeling like we were not scheming uh, as as aggressively and using our personnel as wisely as I think we 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 could with the amount of talent we have out there. It seemed like Ken Norton to me was always good to get give us a average to maybe a little above average plan and then execution from his defense. And I think we need to be better than that.
0: And so, Adam, I know Fangio was one of the guys on your radar as soon as the news came out that he was getting fired by the Broncos.
2: For me? They brought in Vic Fangio? I'd be jazzed.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think, and again, you got you got your buddy Jared out there, right? So you probably pick his brain quite a bit. And also, I, I would say, too, you dudes where you live in that part of the country, you probably get a lot more Broncos exposure than I just do, period. Just even local stuff and just the game happens to be on here and there. I don't get a lot of Bronco games, so it's it's difficult for me to to gauge it. All, all I can look at for the Broncos is like every time they're on, it seems like it's a low scoring game. You know, one their quarterbacks have been pretty trashy, but they just I don't know, they, they they fly around the ball. They hit hard. They always seem to have um solid defensive backs back there and a really really good scheme back there. So and we were talking about the Fangio tree that there's actually quite a tree here and it could be. Myriad options coming from the fangio tree. But overall for me, i am just i'm I'm just in the excited bucket. I think it was time for a change. This, I think you know bar, barring a terrible decision, which I don't think they'll make. I think we'll be in a spot where we use the personnel in a more more effective manner. We and hopefully that means also, I think being a bit more aggressive, you know, just not sitting down in those. Those cushy, cushy zones and playing bend, but don't break all the way up and down the field, no matter how good the DVOA looks at the end of the year, when they sustain drives because they keep, you know, they keep getting seven, eight, nine minute drives. Well, guess what? That that takes the ball out of Russell's hands. It takes the ball out of next year maybe Penny's hands and, and DK's hands. That ain't good either, man.
0: You know, on that note, though, Clinton, it does sound like Pete Carroll is looking to get more explosive if we're to believe the tweet from Adam Jude, who uh, he's been covering this with Bob Condotta of Seattle Times. And he says the coaching changes do represent for Pete Carroll at least a small pivot in his defensive philosophy. Per sources, Carroll preferred cover two this season because his priority was to limit explosive plays, which it did. But he does plan to be more attack minded going forward.
1: All right. Well, I, I, for a tweet, we'll take it, right? And we have a lot, a lot of time to figure out obviously who they're going to hire, what personnel moves are, are they going to make with assistance all the way down the line. And, and then of course, free agency and draft. But I would, I would say for you guys, is there, you know, what's, what's the sense? Is it, uh, you know, where on the, on the excitability scale, where are you guys on a one to 10? Just the fact that, that Norton is gone. Adam, what's, uh, wh-
2: where are you at, man? Well, it's interesting because you guys talked about the Fangio tree there for about half a second, and I don't understand why you wouldn't why you'd go for a branch off the tree when you could grab the trunk. Like, bring in Fangio himself. I I, I see a lot of people talking about, like, Brandon had texted me earlier regarding the defensive coordinator for the Broncos. I can't remember uh, dude's name. Ed Donatel. Yeah. Um, dude who flamed out in Green Bay. So, <laughs> nifty. Um, I, I'd rather not go that route. Like, why do we have to always go like no name, like under the radar? Like Pete's trying to save his job. So let's get after it. Let's bring in a big name. Either go Fangio, go Flores. And I understand that there were some personality conflicts down there in Denver or uh, Miami. That's fine. Uh, everything in Miami stinks. So I, I'm not surprised that he had a personality conflict down there. Uh, as far as Fangio goes, uh, you, asked, you mentioned our friend Jared, who's a giant Broncos fan, and he was. Of the mind that he definitely wanted to keep Fangio going forward. He talked about their defense and how pretty much the entire unit was injured. And he held it together with band aids and, you know, rubber bands and made a very competitive group out of scrubs. And you can do that. And not only that, Fangio's track record over uh, multiple teams uh, on the defensive side of the thing is pretty stellar. So do you,
0: do you not think that Donatel had anything to do with that at all? I, he was the defensive coordinator in Denver under Fangio.
2: Oh, right. So Fangio's had success with at least four other teams, and definitely it was Donatel who flamed out in Green Bay who came in and was part of the success in Denver. Probably true. It's not like uh, you know. he sounds more like the Adam Gaze uh, type of coach who ends up being a coordinator under, uh, well, at that point, it was Peyton Manning and uh, made him look good. Whereas uh, Donatel comes in and is a coordinator underneath Fangio who pretty much runs the show and makes him look.
1: So do you, yeah, but do you think this is like, so is Fangio basically Carol in the sense that there was, there was some good text uh, tweets today, by I think it was a Nemhauser talking about um, how like he he believes that maybe Ken Norton would kind of, you know, would get had room to run for, for a year or so there. And then once Carroll didn't see what he liked, Carroll just like took the reins back over. And that's when the Seahawks got better. And then maybe gave him a little more run at the beginning of this year. Didn't like what he was seeing and took the reins back over. So Adam, do you kind of think that uh, the, the Fangio is that, you know, is he similar to, to what we're saying about here where Donatelle equals K and J? Is that, are they parallel to you?
2: I would think so. I mean, why would the head coach who's a defensive minded head coach who was brought there to fix the defense in the first place, uh, not have his hands all over that defense. Now, uh, bringing somebody like Fangio into this organization, like we're going forward with Pete. Whether you like it or not, and that's okay. I, I don't care how anybody feels about it. It is what it is, and this is what we're doing. So if this is what we're doing, then bring in somebody that I think would work well with Pete. And Fangio and Pete definitely are of the same mindset in terms of their coaching philosophy. I think it would work out well. Now, if you're looking for a more splash hire, then bring in Flores, man. I mean, that's a guy who had a ton of success down there in Miami with absolutely nothing for a disaster of a franchise. And a young guy that after the next couple of years, if Pete finally steps down, now you've got a a coach in waiting. That'd be the way that I would go.
0: I think the most likely thing, though, is that they end up hiring Ed Donatel. And I'll get into exactly why that is after the break. The Seattle Seahawks are looking for a new defensive coordinator after firing Ken Norton, Jr., linebackers coach from 2010 to 2014 and defensive coordinator starting in 2018 after a three year stint with the Raiders. And before the break, we were talking about Ed Donatel. And this is the guy that I expect Pete is going to want to hire one. He has a track record with Pete. He was his defensive coordinator back when Carroll was head coach of the Jets. And Pete seems to want to work with guys that he's worked with before.
2: That was a stunning uh, track record. There they
1: weren't bad. They just just, just def- defending. I mean, this is again my side of the country, right? So remember these teams. They weren't bad teams. They like he talk about doing pretty well with not a lot. Like the early Carroll stuff, the early Carroll Patriots, the early Carroll Jets. That one year, there wasn't a lot there, but they still got a lot out of them. So maybe maybe not so bad. That's
2: all. That's all I'm saying. Were they good though? No, but you they just didn't wanna, have to talk. Why, th- why do you just want to no, crap no. all over this Donatel idea? <laughs> yes, it look, because yes, why, yeah. I, I just don't understand why you go for the subordinate when you can have the commander. Because like, what?
0: He why wants the guys that he's always worked with. He He's always hiring dudes that he, he's either into the nepotism thing with his own kids. We got Nate Carroll Stan Club with Clinton's <laughs> uh, name here on the screen. So he goes with people he knows. So it's it's probably going to be Clint Hurt which he could elevate from the defensive line or Donatel's going to come in because he has that history. And whether or not you like that or not, it's just
2: the way Pete Carroll operates. And so it's what's going to happen. Are we sure? Like after this year where it was probably the closest where his job has been on the line, that there isn't a mandate from ownership to change things because that's the only reason Ken Norton's gone. He would have held on to him for another year. I am dead certain of that. There's no way that Pete was just moving on. So he's got to do something different. So don't look for all the guys you're comfortable with. Don't promote from within. Go and grab a dude who can I- inject some fresh ideas and some fresh blood into this team. That's what we're looking for. You
0: don't know if it's fresh ideas, though. You're already looking at two guys who essentially operate within the same defensive philosophy. So he's looking to tweak his philosophy. And I, I don't think, unless you're talking about bringing in someone completely, I, Flores would be the guy who would be the completely different type of, of move.
1: The thing is, I don't think either of those dudes are are going to take the job, Flores or Fangio. And and the number one reason is I think they'll both get offered head coaching jobs. They're both good coaches. I, I don't get how either of them, frankly, got fired as head coaches. Specifically, you know, I can understand how your time could run out in Denver, but it's not his fault. I mean, look at, again, look at the quarterback. And then Flores, I feel like, did amazingly well consider, considering the talent that he had down there and somehow had winning seasons, got to the playoffs last year, seemed to have a team that really, really loves him. I do like the idea of Flores and then being a, a potential successor. That's, that's super intriguing to me. I just don't think those dudes are coming, coming in for an assistant job under a heavy-thumbed head coach. You know, why would Fangio want to come to come somewhere where it's like, he doesn't really even get to run the things the way he probably wants to run them. Um, or if he does, he'll be like the first in in a, in a lineage here who really gets to have it their way under Carroll. It's still Carroll's defense. So does Fangio need to do that? That's why my brain says, no, he doesn't. But Donatello, yeah, sure. Like, let's, let's see, let's see what he can do there. I'm not against Fangio. Fangio seems like a great coach. I just don't think it's going to happen.
2: So usually, when a head coach gets fired, do they usually go to another head coaching position, or do they generally take a step back to a coordinator position?
1: No, I I hear you. And usually, usually, to be fair, usually it, it you take a step back to a, a you know back 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 to your your roots, right, to prove prove it out. Mm-hmm. And with these two particular dudes, I think there's going to be plenty of openings where they're like they they could see that like Flores and Fangio probably get a raw deal. It's just they don't have quarterbacks. Who is okay at at best, and Drew Locke, they don't have a quarterback. So it's just, you know, what are you, you going to do to those
2: dudes? If you're Fangio or Flores and you just went through going through two terrible organizations with terrible quarterbacks, which one of these jobs actually looks like a promising job? There's only one in my mind, and that'd be the Vikings. If either one of these dudes don't pick up the Minnesota job, they're going to a coordinator position. Do I want to go and work for the New York dysfunctional Giants? Oh hell no. no the dysfunctional no. Jaguars? Oh hell no. The beyond dysfunctional Chicago
1: Bears? Hell no. But you got quarterbacks there. At least you 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 think you have a you know you got Lawrence, you got you got Fields. At the very least you think you have quarterbacks there you, you could build with. So I hear you. Definitely not the Giants. We could all we could all agree. Nobody wants to go to the New York Giants. That is. They're probably the worst franchise in all of football at this point, which is pretty hilarious when you screw something up in New York.
0: All right. Before we get on out of here, Clinton, you did a poll up on Twitter, and I kind of I want to get uh, an idea of what Adam thinks with this. I, this is an interesting question. With a new defensive coordinator, which Seahawks player are you most excited to watch going into next season? Number one, Jamal Adams on this list.
2: Yeah, well, it makes sense that that would be the guy that most people are looking for, mainly because... He had all those sacks his first year and then didn't have as many this last year. Um, Sure, I I think you can get more out of Jamal Adams. I'm just saying, even this year, without the sacks, I don't know that he was that much less of a difference maker than he was his first year. I mean, you get another DC in, and you get, what, 15% better Jamal Adams? For me, it's Daryl Taylor. Because you bring in another uh, edge rusher, if you can bring in a free agent that can really uh, you know, help take the pressure off Daryl Taylor and the others. Um, Daryl Taylor could be, uh, unstoppable and being as raw as he is. Oh my goodness. Uh, Having somebody that can really develop him would be phenomenal. He'd be the guy.
1: Yeah. I, I, I put that up there and I kind of figured Jamal would get the most votes. And so far he has, we'll see how it, how it all kind of finishes by tomorrow. Um, and for me, I'm actually in the same boat, Adam and the, uh, Seahawks was the Seahawks overload, uh, What's that one called with uh, with Matty F Brown? They did a good job in the last one talking about how they started to flip Dunlap to the other side and just let Dunlap just bull rush and not have to even try and bend anymore at his advanced age or whatever whatever he is and how that put Taylor back on uh, back on the side that he probably is more dominant on and that's pretty interesting you know and that that was a late a late season evolution so for me I'd love to see what can, can a can a DC come in and recognize what kind of talent they have in Taylor and scheme to do with, with like the Cowboys did with like Micah Parsons? I know it's I know it's you know different schemes, three, four, four, three, all, all the different ways you could slice it. But to me, similar explosive type player where man, can get that dude just just be a havoc creator, like allow him to go be a havoc creator and see if we could center around the defense in a brand new way. So that's why I thought Taylor was uh, was the most interesting piece there too, man.
0: You know what? I will go off the board on this one. I want to see Puna Ford take that next jump. You know, we've seen him grow over the years, undrafted guy, solid in the run game. We've also seen him improve on his pressure rate and hopefully with the growth of Taylor and some additions on the line. I, I think that push toward being more aggressive could help him out. And maybe we see even more Puna Ford in 2022. So with that, I think it's a good place to close this out. Thanks to Clinton Bonner and Adam Emmert. You know, hopefully we can do more of these roundtables this offseason. And I think we will. And so if you're looking for even more discussion around the search for a new defensive coordinator, head on over to fieldgoals.com. It is dominating. The news coverage that's out there right now so check that out i'll be back later this week i still i still want to run down pete carroll's end of season press conference comments so maybe we can get some clues now that we've seen what happens these past couple weeks maybe we can get some clues as to what he's looking to do for next season so stay tuned for that and until next time go hawks